This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. And alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiyati a'malina. من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه تسليما كثيرا أما بعض فإن خير الكلام كلام الله عز وجل وخير الهدى هدى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار المصطفى المختار صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الحجاج والعمار وفت الله in an authentic hadith, the Nabi of Islam وسلم, said, those people who perform the Hajj and they perform the Umrah, they are the delegation of Allah Azawajal. They went to Hajj from Birmingham and from other places to perform the manasik of Hajj, the Ada of the Farida of Hajj. And after being prevented from making Hajj for three years due to COVID. They were blessed by Allah this year to attend the Hajj where there were record-breaking numbers in terms of the actual amount of people who were there. So on behalf of the admin here at GLM and on behalf of the community members of this masjid as well as the city, want to welcome all of those pilgrims back who were a delegation that went on our behalf to give, inshallah, a picture to those Muslims who were there as it relates to where they come from, how they understand Islam, how the people from this masjid, when they perform hajj, how they stick to the sunnah, how while they are with their group of pilgrims, they're not the troublemakers. They're the ones who have sabr. They're the ones who understand that Al-Hajj is a journey of a lifetime, that I encourage you people. I'm not just standing here encouraging you. I'm imploring you. I'm begging you, Muslims. I'm begging you to not lollygag around. Hajj is an ibadah unlike any ibadah in Al-Islam. Umar radiallahu anhu told the people, whoever has the ability to perform Hajj and you don't do it, Go ahead and die as a Jew. If I were to try to tell a blind man how beautiful the sky is or the ocean, he would never be able to fathom what I'm telling him because he's never been able to see. So I don't care how articulate the person is and the command that he has on any language. He will never be able to get a blind man to see the beauty of this world. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his 
appearance has been described to us by the companions, his color, his height, his face, his lithia, and all of that. But no matter how hard we try, we'll never be able to get a true picture of what he really looked like, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because we were not there. So those people were performing Hajj this year for the first time. When we told them about the things that were coming, it was just impossible for them to really fathom what was being said. But once you go through Hajj, and you leave Hajj, and then the first Friday, khutbah, after that Hajj is here, you find yourself yearning to be standing in those long lines, and to be walking those long walks, and to be having your head beat up by that sun, taking and sucking out of you all of your energy for Allah Azza wa There is no ibadah like the ibadah of Hajj. Stop lollygagging around. This is the first Juma after Hajj. This is an opportunity for you to make dua to Allah Azza wa One of the constant lessons of Hajj, MashaAllah can, whatever Allah wants to happen, that's what's going to happen. And what He doesn't want to happen, that's not going to happen. If you think you were supposed to get from point A to Z, that's what you wanted. If Allah didn't want that, it's not going to happen. You learn that at Hajj. So you become a Muslim who is Mustaslim. You learn the importance. You have a bad marriage. You have a good marriage. You have a bad job. You're sick. Hajj teaches you how to deal with that. It gives you lessons, lifelong lessons that you'll never forget. So on behalf of the admin here and on behalf of our family, I came out of the terminal at Hajj in Manchester. And when I came out, I forgot something that the Asian community does. And that is, all of the family go to meet the pilgrims out of appreciation and out of pride and honor. Here's our mother, our father, brother, sister, son-in-law, daughter-in-law. They're coming back from Hajj. People came and they gave them flowers and petals and presents. And everybody was dressed up. That's from the beauty of Hajj. That the people who didn't go, they take pride in the fact that they had relatives that went. Hajj is an amazing ibadah from the ibadat of Islam. Stop lollygagging around. Hajj will blow your socks off. Blow your kufi off. But you'll never know that if you lollygag around year in and year out. You don't make hajj. Let him die as a Jew. Let him die as a Christian. From the benefits of hajj. They were so many that you have ample opportunity to give dawah to the 500 people that are with you. 500 Muslims all coming from different backgrounds. And we all converged and we went on that trip together. By the time that trip was over, we understood what brotherhood is in Al-Islam. You come to this masjid and you see all these people in this masjid, alhamdulillah. But do you understand what brotherhood is in Al-Islam? When you got your feet in the mud and you have your feet in the dust of the holy land and that one needs help and that one needs help and that one hurt yourself and that you start to realize this person is my real brother. Ummat al-Islam al-Hajj al-Hajj. Stop lollygagging around. You want a good remedy for your marriage? Take your queen to Hajj. Take your wife to Hajj. The one who goes to Hajj with his wife 
with her husband and they come back and they squandered the opportunity is as if Allah didn't want good for you. You can't get your relationship together in Hajj. It may be a good sign for you. Just stick a fork in it. It's done. It's finished. What I want to share with you people concerning the Hajj is this one lesson that came from the book of Allah Azawajal. And that's the statement of Allah, ayat number 199 from Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah told the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and told us, ثُمَّ أَفِيدُوا مِنْ حَيْثُ أَفَاضَ النَّاسِ وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ Go back and read the ayat. Because you don't make hajj, you didn't make hajj. The ayats of hajj mean nothing to us. We don't read them, we don't memorize them, we don't study them. And so then when we go to hajj, we're those people like little babies, dependent upon the mulvi sahab, who sent us astray. He sent us astray all our lives. And this is what we tried to tell our 500 pilgrims. It's these mulvi sobs who want to keep us divided by saying what's not true. Teaching us that khurafat and that shirk and that hocus pocus. The mulvi sobs. Some mulvi sobs are good people and they know what they're doing. But that cultural Islam is a problem and it keeps us hating one another until we share the trip together. And then we see, Wahhabi, he's not a Wahhabi. He doesn't hate Rasulullah. My Mulvi Saab was lying so that I can, he can get my money and keep on taking advantage of us. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam received that Quran and this ayah said, Ya Muhammad, Ya Ummat al-Islam, push forward all together in a great multitude. From the place and when all of the other people push forward and seek the forgiveness of Allah, for verily Allah is Ghafur Rahim. This ayat is the basis of today's khutbah and the lesson from the ayat is that there's a reason this ayat was revealed, and that is in Jahiliyyah, the Kufar of Quraysh, they used to believe in Allah, but they would worship their idols in order to get close to Allah. Like the Muslim who makes dua to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or dua to the dead in order to get intercession with Allah and he's dead. So this ayah came down telling those kuffar Quraysh and Jahiliyyah they used to make tawaf around the Kaaba. They used to do all kinds of things. Safan Marwa. Allah said, when the people move forward, all of you move forward all together. And seek istighfar from Allah. Allah is Ghafur Rahim. In Jahiliyyah, the Kuffar of Quraysh, they used to not go to Arafat. Because Arafat is outside of the sacred precincts of Mecca. They used to stay in Muzdalifa. The pilgrim knows what that is. He didn't know two months ago. He knows very well. When you sleep the sleep of Muzdalifa, getting ready for the next day where the people here are performing the Eid, but it's the Hajjul Akbar for us. You sleep a sleep that is not comparable to any other sleep. Not even the day you get married and the way you sleep after getting married. As the Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Munkir and Nakir, when the person answers, Marabbuka, Madinuka, what you say about that man? He'll give it right. They'll say, Sleep the sleeping of a new married man. It's a special sleep. Muzdalifa is like that. 
So those Kofav Quraysh said, we're not going to Arafat because we're from Quraysh. We're better than all the other tribes. We're better than all of the other people. We are the people of Mecca. We're the people of the Haram. We're not going to go outside of the Haram. We'll stay in Muzdarifah. So Elijah told them, no, not after the Messenger of Allah has performed Hajj. All of the Ummah of Islam has to come together at Arafat and come down from Arafat together. And then they go to Muzdarifah because we have this thing where there's no superiority amongst the people. Every pilgrim is wearing the ihram. And you don't know who's rich and you don't know who's poor. And when the pilgrims get at the black stone waiting at that black stone for their turn to come up to kiss the black stone as prophets kissed it before him, you'll become connected where Islam stops being just a theory and theology. You pray in Mr. the Khaif where the prophet said, pray there. Seventy prophets pray there. Go and pray in this blessed land in this valley of Zulhulayfa. You can't do that except over there. And you get connected going through Safa and Marwa. This is where Ismail was. The maqam of Ibrahim is where Ibrahim was. Hajjah. And you get connected. It's more than a theory. And it shows you have Iman. Because you'll take the time out to walk an hour to Masjid al-Khayf with Iman. So Islam said there's no distinction between this man and that man and that man. And we are a racist community by the Lord of the Kaaba. I'm African American. And for my own people, we're racist towards others. I'm an African. And my own people in Africa are racist towards other Africans. We're all racist, except the one that Allah blessed them with the overall universal understanding of brotherhood in Al-Islam. The last Hajjat al-Wada. The Prophet told the people, and all of what he said, in that khutbah, the very last thing, Ya ayyuhannas, say you people, your Lord is one. Your father is one and he is Adam. Your deen is one. There is no superiority of the Arab over the non-Arab. And there's no superiority of the non-Arab over the Arab. Except with the taqwa. The best person sitting here is the one who has the deen. That's the religion. And if you're on other than that, then you're doing what the Yahud and the Nasara were upon. That Allah addressed in the Quran. You're doing what the Kufar Quraysh were upon. We're not going to go to Arafat. We're better than everybody else. And everybody else better recognize we're better than you. What are you talking about? The man who has a lot of money and the man who works and he's working for a salary minimum wage. Both of them are waiting to kiss the black stone. And the rich man who worth millions of pounds says to the poor man, from Africa, wherever he's from, Bangladesh. He's a new revert, doesn't have a job. He has a hundred pounds to his name. The rich man says to him, I have more money than you. Let me kiss the black stone before you. He'll look him right in his eyes and say, are you crazy? You better go and find your mind somewhere that you lost it here in Mecca. I stand right here all of this time and because your money, you think you can come and get in front of me in this religion? You're not better than me. And I have to say to you people, because today the way the world is, is that the people in power are people who their color is not like ours. And some of us have this thing where we look at ourselves as second class citizens, always want to apologize. That's a problem, just as the other extreme is a problem. The other extreme being I'm better than people because I'm from this tribe or that tribe or this color or that color or this side of the bridge or that side of the bridge. 
So therefore, Muhammad, you being from Quraysh, Abu Bakr, Umar, all of you stand on Arafat. That's why the Prophet told the people, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I'm standing right here. But all of Arafat is a moqif. So that's one of the main lessons of this hajj. That when you go there and you just look at the people walking to and fro, and you see the different colors of these people and languages and so forth and so on, you have no doubt, la ilaha illallah, except for the jahil, who's mutakabbir, mustakbir. Mutakabbir, mustakbir. The other issue we want to mention from this particular ayah is just as important. Allah Ta'ala told the people at Arafat, after you finish Arafat, everybody come down and go collectively to Muzdarifa and then make istighfar. It's important. Why would Allah tell the pilgrims to make istighfar when just the day before in Arafat, from the sun when we made the Salat al-Fajr and Mina, and we made our way to Arafat, and we arrived, and people were like, wow, this is Arafat. Arafat is the day in which Allah took a covenant from all of Adam's children of la ilaha illallah, and put everybody there in that plane. You weren't there. You weren't there where you can remember, but Allah put you there and took you out of the loins of Adam and caused you to say, there's no God worthy of worship but Allah. How are you going to go back on your heels now and make shikh with Allah with this hocus pocus listening to the Mulvisah? Don't listen to those imams. Listen to the imam of these madhahib who know what they're talking about. I don't care what madhahib he's on. 500 people come with us. Some of them are ahnaf. You want to do this? You want to do that? Hey, my position is you should do it this way. But that is a position that some of the companions took. Some of the ulama took. If you want to do that, do that. I'm not here to be a dictator over you. We can get along with our different madhahib and fiqh. What we can't get along with and what we can't unite on is when we come to the table believing in nonsense, the Nabi never died. He deserves to be worshipped. He answered the dua. Worshipping Allah and getting close to him with innovation. No, we can't be laxed in those issues. The second issue about this ayat is at Arafat all day, the people are making dua in the sun. In the sun. You don't know the sun until you go to Arafat, man. In the sun, all day. People are crying to Allah. This is the day that the Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Allah frees more people from the hellfire than any other day. The people were fasting here in the UK. You get forgiven for a year before, for a year after. What do you think is the case for the pilgrim who left Birmingham to go get on that mountain in those clothes? And by this time, he's been in those stinky, dirty, uncomfortable clothes for three days. Three days by this time. The eighth, the ninth, he's in those clothes like that. And all day, Allah Ta'ala, as the Prophet said, you Allah brags to the Malaika about the people in Arafat. Do you not see my slaves? They came all the way out here for Tawheed. They spent their money. They left their jobs. They made sacrifice. He brags to Jabril and Mikail and the other malaika. And Allah forgives them. And although Allah forgives them, and this is the point, 
he said in the ayat, thumma. After you leave all together and you leave Arafat with all of that happening, make istighfar. Why you got to make istighfar when you just got forgiven for being on that mountain? You make istighfar, ya akhi, because no matter what you do, how do you know that Allah accepted it? No matter what you do, how do you know you did it the right way? No matter what you do, it wasn't perfect. Right now for this Juma, did you do everything according to the Sunnah coming here? There are people who came in the masjid and sat down without praying to Rakat. There are people right now that have beef and drama with their mothers and their father. They have haram money in their pockets. People are doing what's haram right now. But Friday is an opportunity. Every right step, a hasana. Every left step, a sayi'ah. And then we pray this Juma. And we read Surah Al-Kaf. And we do this and this and keep and keep and keep. You still have to make istighfar. Who told you that Allah accepted it? Who told you that? I'm Salafi. I'm Salafi. And I say just like Quraysh. Quraysh being Arabs. And they were better than everyone. That's true. But when they used it the wrong way, it was a problem. A Salafi is the truth. What is Salafiyah? Taking this religion and understanding it in practice the way the campaign. That's the truth. But I'm walking around with the people. I'm walking around. I'm Salafi and you're not. You're a problem. I'm what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's not the way our religion is. You're being like Quraysh. You're being like the Yehud and the Nasara. وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ وَالنَّصَارَى نَحْنُ أَبْنَاءُ اللَّهِ وَحِبَّاؤُهُ The Jews and the Christians, they claim and they're bragging and they say, we are the sons of Allah and Allah loves us and doesn't love anybody else. وَقَالُوا لَنْ يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةَ إِلَّا مَنْ كَانَ هُودًا أَوْ نَصَارًا تِلْكَ أَمَانِي يُهُمْ قُلْ they say no one's going to enter into the Jannah except a Jew or Christian. And they brag about that. They have no qualms or hesitation bragging about that. They're like Quraysh, not going to Arafat. They're not working by that. So a Salafi is the truth. I bite my tongue for no one. Salafi is the truth. But are you the embodiment of the Salafiya? That the one who doesn't agree with you, you excommunicate with them. The 500 people make hajj with you. You're looking down on them. You're rough with them. No. No. The prophet told the people, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whoever, whoever, his deeds delay him yawm al-qiyamah because he's going to be asked by Allah. He may be put in the hellfire. If your deeds delay, your lying, your cheating, your arrogance, your ignorance, your oppression, your disobedience, you yourself don't even make fajr. Salafi, salafi, dealing with, you don't make fajr, and you know you don't make fajr on time. And you have the nerve and the audacity to come out to the people knowing your own mistakes, shortcomings, and sins, and you deal with the ummah like that. 500 people, you're gonna be mean and nasty with them. You're like the Quraysh. We're better than everybody. That's just kalam. The Yahud and the Nasara. We're the sons of Allah. You're better. That's just kalam. So when the Prophet would pray, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would say, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. And then the first words that would come out of his mouth, 
أستغفر الله أستغفر الله أستغفر الله Why? Because when you pray Who told you is perfect man? Who told you? Now خلاص I did Arafat I made it to the place And now خلاص I'm okay now I'm forgiven No You go to Muzdarifah And you ask Allah Ta'ala to forgive you So although you made Hajj And the Prophet said Anyone who made the Hajj Mabrur Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He will come home from Hajj Like the day his mother gave birth to him May Allah Ta'ala make that applicable upon us May Allah allow that for all of us, the men and the women from amongst us, even those who made mistakes, really he's capable of doing that. The reward for the Hajj Mabrur is nothing lesser than Jannah. And yet he told us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you come off that mountain of Arafat, istaghfirullah. Ask Allah to forgive you. With your thobe, with your beard, with your prayer, with your coming to Jummah, whatever do you're doing in Al-Islam, Don't get too proud. Don't become too proud and look at yourself as if you have reached because only Allah Ta'ala knows the true reality of the people. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahi li wa lakum wa nasallallaha ta'ala tawfiq wa sadaad. Alhamdulillahi hamdan kathiran wa tayyiban mubarakan feeh. Ikhwani, when I say Mulvi Saab, I don't want somebody from amongst you to think I'm attacking the imams who are from the Asian persuasion because they're the ones who use that word. I said one time to some people who told me their parents had traveled, and I said to them, Mashallah, Rahimahumullah, may Allah have Rahma upon them. They started crying, thinking I was saying their father and mother died. I was just making dua. But we think when you say Rahmatullah and someone that's dead, It couldn't mean that. So you have to be careful of using that. I said, Rahimahumullah, may Allah have mercy upon them. And they started, well, the, the, they died? I said, no, that's just a dua. That's not a dua that's exclusive for, for that person. So when I say Malvi Saab, I'm not attacking the Malvi Saab who's competent and qualified. And not only the Malvi Saab, but any imam, any sheikh from any country who wants to hijack our religion And we have to fight his battles. Whoever doesn't agree with him is not on the truth or not practicing. No, no, no. The religion of Al-Islam. And when we were over there, you go to Medina. And in Medina, the theme of Medina is we have to appreciate those companions and what they did at the battle of, at the battle of Badr and the battle of Uhud and how they lost their lives. And how this religion, we understand it because of what was revealed upon them. So, Ummat al-Islam, in concluding, this first khutbah after the Hajj, 1444, the companions, the companions, Radwanullahi alayhim. We come back, shakirin to Allah Azza for guiding us to Islam and then helping us as Muslims to know that we have a group of people, may Allah be pleased with them, those companions who taught us everything we need to know about this religion. So I scream at the top of my lungs without any, apology, any apologies. Islam is what those companions were upon. Not, not the restricted, constricted understanding of you and your sheikh, even if you're claiming that you're upon that or other than that. So let us come back to our rushd. Come back to the way of those companions. And wallahi, Allah Ta'ala has promised us that the success will be for us. In concluding, 
There is a person in the tradition of the hadith called the Al-Nazir Al-Uryan, the naked warner who used to be in Arabia. And it was his job to stand and be on top of those mountains where all that heat is. Once you see the mountains, you have an appreciation, man. That place has no mercy on people. And those companions travel through those mountains to meet up with the Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Some of their stories will blow your socks off. And then some people come and curse those companions. Anyway, anyway, over there, that man, his job was, you stay on that mountain and you don't come down unless you see the enemy. And once you see the enemy, you take all your clothes off, naked, and you run down off of that mountain and you run through the city saying, the enemy, the enemy. When the people saw that, those people said, let's go. Get my wife, my kids. I'm not going to try to pack anything. The naked warner is here. And he's coming enough time to see the enemy. We can get away. But the one who wants to lollygag, he says, ah, I go to Starbucks. I, I saw the naked warner. But let me go get one more caramel macchiata. Me and my homie, you're going to get caught. I'm coming to you right now like the naked warner. If you can imagine. Stop lollygagging about hajj. It is an ibadah shaitan doesn't want you to have. It will blow your kufi off your head. Give you a great appreciation for being a Muslim and this religion, inshallah. So we ask Allah Ta'ala by his ism al-azam from this blessed place on this blessed day in Dhul-Hijjah, the first Friday after the Hajj 1444, 1444, that Allah Ta'ala provides for everybody here the wherewithal to perform this hajj in the upcoming season inshallah walillahi ala nasi hajjul bayt man sabila allah has the rights that you people make hajj to his house for the one who has the ability to do so just get serious and stop lollygagging around may allah ta'ala accept it from us accept it from you and make us of those people truthful in word and deed. Not that people just say we're Muslims, but we don't live up to it. We say that we're Salafi, but we don't live up to it. And while saying it, we're doing everything that is counterproductive to what that word means. And we have the nerve and audacity to fool ourselves, walking around and existing as if we have some virtues over people like Quraysh. Yes, Quraysh was better to this day. If you're Qureshi, you got the best nesip in the dunya. But that doesn't make you better than the Muslim who has taqwa. No. Salman al-Faris, he told the people, the land is not what makes you a person who's religious. It's your actions that make the man religious. Not that you come from Mecca. Not that you come from any part of the world, Africa, anywhere else. It's your deeds and your actions. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.